Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so today I want to tell you about a terrifying experience that I had recently where I had to face a really deep fear. Now, I want to check in with you. Have you ever read the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker? It's a book that I've referenced on this podcast a couple of times. It was also part of the Money Mindset series that we did way back in episodes 61, 62, and 63. Well, if you've read that book, then you know all about the Millionaire Mind Intensive And you know that these seminars are run all around the world because the book references them quite a few times. It's a powerful event and it has transformed the lives of literally thousands of people around the world. Now I know some of you have gone recently. I know that Tanya and Peter have gone. We've talked about it a lot and they both raved about it. And so when I saw that this intensive was coming to Toronto, I was in, I mean, 110% in. And I have to say that it really did what it said on the tin. It was transformational and it was intense. And I'm really glad that I went. But while I was at the event, I had quite a bit of fear show up. So I thought that this would be the perfect topic for this episode. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, I want to share one of the big breakthroughs that I had. In our second segment, I'm going to explain why you need to look at fear as a green light instead of a red light. And in our third segment, I'm going to share three tips that are going to help you work through your fear. But first, I want to start with a story. Okay, so I want to talk about the Millionaire Mind Intensive that I attended recently and specifically what happened on day three. Now, I don't want to spoil this for any of you who haven't attended the intensive or haven't read the book yet because I don't want to tell you specifically what happened all weekend. So if you are planning on attending, I would suggest pausing this episode and saving up for later. Now, at the seminar, they do actually request that we enact the Vegas Clause, which means what happens at the Millionaire Mind Intensive stays at the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And I do want to respect that. So if you're thinking of going, stop listening to this episode right now and save it up for later. Okay, over the years, I've realized that The best kind of transformational experiences are those that push us out of our comfort zone. And we know this, right? We've talked about this before. Either pushing us in a physical way or in a mental way. Now, if you're smart enough to combine both the physical and the mental, 
well, then you are just in for epic transformation, aren't you? Now, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I love to organize events and I love to create really unique experiences for people. And I think this has also been sparked lately by the podcast that I listened to recently, an interview with Brian Chesky, the founder, co-founder of Airbnb. And he talked about how he focused on creating an epic experience for his travelers. And in order to do this, he looked to a different industry for inspiration. He looked to Hollywood, actually, and he was inspired by this notion of what is called the hero's journey. And this is something that plays out. It's a very common narrative in a lot of movies. And here's what he had to say about how he was inspired and how he planned to apply his key learning from Hollywood to create an epic trip for his travelers. By day two or three, you need to have a challenge out of your comfort zone. If you do not leave your comfort zone, you do not remember the trip. And if you can belong out of your comfort zone and something new happens to you, then there's going to be a moment of transformation when the person who you were dies and a new, better version of yourself is reborn. This is the narrative of every major movie. It's called The Hero's Journey. Now, Ironically, this is exactly what Brian Chesky explained here is exactly what happened to us during our Millionaire Mind Intensive. On days one and two, we did a lot of mental work, a lot of mindset work around our limiting beliefs. But to really deep dive into the transformation, we were invited to do something that was physically way outside of our comfort zone. And it happened at the end of day three. Now, you may be familiar with Tony Robbins, and during his Unleash the Power from Within, he invites participants to do the firewalk, which is a ceremony where you walk across hot coals, right, to really push yourself out of your boundaries and out of your comfort zone. Now, the combination of physical and mental is really the best way to create a significant and really memorable experience. So I'm not going to explain what happened during this day three. Instead, what I'm going to do is read a little bit of a passage from the book where Harv, the author, explains the exercise that he designed for day three to really push people out of their comfort zone. Okay? I asked the audience, how many of you are willing to practice acting in spite of fear and discomfort? And usually everyone puts up his or her hand. Then I say, talk is cheap. Let's see whether you really mean it. I then pull out a wooden arrow with a steel pointed tip and explain that as a practice for this discipline, you're going to break this arrow with your throat. I then demonstrate how the steel point goes into the soft part of your throat while another person holds up the other end of the arrow against their outstretched palm. The idea is to walk straight into the arrow and break it using only your throat before it pierces through your neck. 
At this point, most people are in shock. Sometimes I pick one volunteer to do this exercise. Sometimes I hand out arrows to everyone. I've done it with audiences where there's thousands of people who are breaking arrows. Can this be accomplished? Yes. Is it scary? You bet. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. But again, the idea is that fear and discomfort do not stop you. The idea is to practice, to train yourself to do whatever it takes and to act in spite of anything that might be in your way. All right. So that is what happened to me on day three. That is the exact exercise that we did. And that is what I wanted to tell you about. You see, I knew that this exercise was coming. I'd read the book. I knew about the arrow break. And when it came time to do it, fear crept up on me. It happened so quickly. And we were put into groups. And see, here's the thing. I know logically that it wasn't dangerous or else they wouldn't be doing it. So logically, I knew it wasn't dangerous. And I also knew that I was going to go through it for sure. I didn't go through that whole weekend of transformation and build up just to tap out at the very end. That's kind of like running an entire marathon and then giving up when you're about 10 steps before the finish line, right? I was not going to do that. Now, at this point, my saboteurs were in overdrive. They were judging me. They were telling me I had nothing to prove, that I didn't really have to do this. They were telling me that this was probably irresponsible. But then on the other end, they were also mocking me and bullying me for actually being scared and for feeling fear. It was kind of like an emotional roller coaster with just this mashup of all these different emotions to experience. So other people in my group were pumped and they were excited. One of the guys that I met there, Robert, he was so pumped. He said he'd been waiting to do this exercise since he first read the book. He was all in. He was fully excited. But me, I was having some resistance. So here's what I did. This is how I dealt with it. I checked in and I said, what, Julie, do you need to get through this? What do you need to cross over this edge. And I broke it down logically. I thought about all the times that I've done scary things like this in the past and how did I handle them then? And that was exactly what I needed because it did two really important things. First, it reminded me that I have done lots of scary things in the past and that looking back, it didn't seem like such a big deal. Secondly, I also remember that I had an approach to conquer these things and I knew I didn't want to be the first person. I wanted to have other people do it in front of me. Check. There it was. So Robert was going to do it anyways because he was excited (laughs) and I knew I could watch a couple of people do it first. That would make me feel comfortable and that would be kind of like my blueprint to see how it worked. But then on the other hand, I knew there was part of me that didn't want to wait too long because I didn't want to be the last one to go. So it was finding this happy medium and that is how I did it. So a huge shout out to everybody that was in my group that day and also to anyone who has ever done this intensive course. What an experience. 
It's a moment that I will never forget. It was definitely a big breakthrough that I really needed. And yes, I absolutely did do the arrow break. This exercise was a great reminder for me about fear. Sometimes we wait and we expect that the fear has to go away and dissipate before we do something. But this isn't always the case. Sometimes you have to take fear with you, kind of like a friendly companion, like your Sherpa on the journey to doing something new, guiding you into that place where you feel amazing and proud. Remember, there's no such thing as the confidence fairy. Confidence comes from taking action. And you can't wait around to be 100% confident about what you're going to do. And you certainly cannot wait for the fear to disappear. Because if you're stepping up and you're really at the edge of your comfort zone, well, fear is going to be right there with you as your Sherpa, guiding you to your more confident and powerful self. When you lean into your fear, there's always magic on the other side. And in this case, there was also a big, giant hug. While I was at the Millionaire Mind Intensive, I had a lot of breakthroughs and a lot of realizations. And that was a good reminder for me that some limiting beliefs that we have are simple. They're one-dimensional, and we can break through them easy with one coaching session or one shift of perspective. But other beliefs that we have, well, we have to address them piece by piece because there's multiple layers that we have to go through. And especially if we've spent our whole lives reinforcing these beliefs and layering on additional proof as to why we believe and hold it to be true. So we've done quite a bit of work haven't we, around money and money mindset. Remember, we did our three-part series last fall, and this was episodes 61, 62, and 63. And as I prepared you for those episodes, we also talked about three powerful books. Now, The Millionaire, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind was one of those books. And during this intensive, there were many realizations that I had was kind of like any of the big mindset shift stuff that we do. There's layers to go through once you get to that deep, deep stuff. We start at the surface and we always address the really obvious, simple ones first, the limiting beliefs, the stories, the patterns, and then we shift and we go down to those deeper layers. And when you get to those deeper layers, sometimes they're a little bit trickier. Sometimes they're a little bit more subtle, but you've got to get through them. Now, one of the big aha moments that I had when I read Secrets of the Millionaire Mind was when Harv talked about the association that he used to have thinking about really wealthy people. He used to believe that they were greedy, that they were selfish, and that he didn't want to hang around really wealthy people because of this. But... That was simply just a belief that he had made by association. And once he started hanging around really wealthy people, he realized that, in fact, they were actually no different than he was. They were kind and they were generous. And once he made this shift, 
he started to observe that there were a lot of other people around him trying to stick it to the rich or making assumptions that rich people are corrupt. He tells a great story in the book about driving through a rough neighborhood in his convertible and people throwing garbage in the back seat thinking that he was a bad person because he had a nice car. You see, here's the thing. You won't even notice that this is an issue or that people actually do have negative assumptions about wealthy people until you shift this and make this a conscious thought. And then once you do, you will notice this kind of negative attitude towards the rich. You know, just last week I was in line to buy something at a department store and I overheard the cashier making some comment about, well, sticking it to the rich and let those jerks pay for it. And I was totally shocked. I couldn't believe how odd that sounded. And I know before reading that book, I wouldn't have even thought twice about what she said. But now that I've read that book, brought it into this conscious thought, it sticks out like such a red flag to me. It sounded completely obscure. So that is what happens when you make our limiting beliefs conscious. So diving back into the intensive weekend, we had one of the exercises that we did, we had a list of a bunch of statements around money and we had to rank how strongly we felt around them. And as I said, we've done lots of this work before and I had cleared a lot of them, but there's one tricky one that really tripped me up. Here it is. If I become rich, that's great. And if not, that's fine too. And it seems like a really big deal, but I found out that this statement was one of my limiting beliefs. I'm gonna say it again, so listen carefully and see what your reaction is to it. If I become rich, that's great. And if not, that's fine too. So how did you feel when I read that? Would you agree with this statement or not? See, here's the thing. The reason why it was so tricky to me is that I know really clearly that money doesn't make people happy. It just doesn't. I know lots of really wealthy people who are miserable, and I know lots of really happy people that aren't wealthy at all. And when I read this statement, what comes up for me is this Buddhist-like approach of not getting too attached to being wealthy. Because here's the thing, this statement didn't even mention happiness. It was me that was making this connection between being rich and being happy. Interesting, huh? And when I debriefed this statement with a girl who was sitting beside me, she served me up some tough love on a platter. She said, if you're so indifferent to becoming rich, then why are you spending an entire weekend at this course? Uh Uh-huh. And that was an excellent point, wasn't it? It was kind of like a slap upside the head. And as we talked through it, we decided that if you agree with this statement, then you're being indifferent about money. And that's kind of like saying you don't really, really want it because it becomes a mixed message. And we all know what happens when the universe hears a mixed message. It can't deliver what you want because you're making a request, but then on the other hand, you're quickly undoing the request. It's kind of like saying, I really, 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 really want this. 
but I actually don't want it. The two statements just cross each other out. Do you see that? So that was one of the big realizations that I made during the intensive. How did it land with you? And also, how do you view rich people? Do you have a belief around them? Do you categorize them or make certain assumptions about them? I suggest taking some time to really, really deep dive and think about this. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Okay, let's use a coaching tool to reframe our fear. I think it's fair to say that fear is sometimes something that holds us back. When we experience fear, we're conditioned to slow down, to check in and assess the situation. We often think that fear is a sign of danger. And if you are in a life-threatening situation where your physical safety is at stake, then like facing a predator or something that could threaten your physical safety, then fear is a good thing. It kicks us into fight or flight mode. But if you look at the arrow brick exercise, I don't consider that a very dangerous situation because it was being taught by trained professionals and they'd done it many, many, many times before with large audiences and they had all kinds of safety equipment and they knew what they were doing. Now, if I was trying to do that exercise on my own and it was unsupervised, then yeah, I would think that that would be a dangerous situation and I should have been scared. And I also want to point out that these types of exercise should never, ever, ever, ever be done on your own. Only do them with a trained professional who has the knowledge and the expertise to do them. But if fear ever shows up when you're facing an opportunity to step up, to do something with your business, something that is brave or really courageous, well, This is a no-brainer. This type of fear, it's a sign. It's an invitation. It's come hither. It's your green light to move forward and lean in. Not a red light to stop. Yes, fear in the context of personal growth should be viewed as a green light, not a red light. And that is how I want you to reframe your fear. See your fear as a green light, not a red light. Follow your fear like breadcrumbs that lead you to your best self. When you lean into fear, there's always magic on the other side. And that's a great tweetable. So I'll say it again. When you lean into fear, there's always magic on the other side. In this segment, I want to give you three tips that you can use to deal with your fear. Tip number one, presence it. So take time to really lean into your fear, to really understand it, to be present with it, to feel into it and figure out what it is that you're really scared of. Don't ignore it. This is the opposite of ignoring it and pretending that you don't have it. It's kind of like turning the dial up to really, really understand and experience it. Remember that fear thrives in the unconscious state. So avoiding it or leaving it unconscious only feeds it and makes it stronger. So tip number one, 
presence, your fear. Tip number two, break it down. So what did you do in the past when you faced a similar fear? How did you deal with it last time? What were instances in your life where you faced overwhelming fear and how did you handle it then? How did you survive? Go back as far as you can remember and really be willing to learn. Then break your fear down or the task into manageable chunks. Ask yourself, how can you set up the situation to be more comfortable or to feel more supported? So tip number two is to break it down. And tip number three, make friends with your fear. So sadly, we can't ever wait for fear to go away. You know, I said earlier, there's no such thing as the confidence fairy. And your fear isn't luggage that you can just check in at the airport. You have to take it with you as your carry-on. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You have to take your fear with you. There isn't an easy way to get through to the other side. So make friends with your fear. All right, so let's recap those three tips. I'm going to go through them again. Number one, presence it. Number two, break it down. And number three, make friends with your fear. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on fear. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever, ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.